welcome to Broadcast is Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus. So in this time of you listening to this podcast, I know you could be listening to anything else, but I'm thankful that you are here. And I pray that within each minute, it's drawing you closer to Christ. That's our goal is to draw you closer to Christ to then use your position no matter what it is, to broadcast God's love. Today's podcast is a longer podcast for us. It's over an hour, but this podcast is so special. Talking with Rachel Brenton, she's a foster mom. She's fostered 13 children. She calls herself a mother to 13, and right now she has seven children in her home. Fostering is not something I'm used to talking about. So in this conversation, I learn a lot and the humility that Rachel has, she just comes in with a gentle spirit. Before this conversation airs with Rachel, I want to read to you Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 through 5 where it talks about he's predestined us for adoption. So when we become believers in Jesus Christ, now he is our father, our Abba father. He is the perfect father. So on this earth, we know we don't have a perfect father in the flesh, you know, not a person, but Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior is the perfect father. So Ephesians chapter one, verses three through 10, it's a little long, but it's going to paint the picture for adoption as we dive in to fostering and adoption, just talking about both of those things in this conversation. So verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. So that's just beautiful. He did this all according to the purpose of his will. It's beautiful. It's why we're encouraging you to use your platform, no matter what it is, to broadcast God's love, no matter where you are and where you're going today. Do it for God's glory. We have been redeemed through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. And that just is continuing reading on in Ephesians. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And here's Rachel, my new friend, and you're going to love her too. Rachel Britton. Hey, Rachel. Hi. Hi. We're in our studio right now talking, and it's just so nice to meet you. You're friends with Lindsay Guthrie, who's been on the podcast before, Pensacola girl. Um, But we're going to talk about fostering today. Mm -hmm. Wow. How many kids do you have right now? Right now I have seven. And And how? Yeah. Mom of 13. You're a mom of 13. Yep. So how did that all start for you? Well, the classic line is I told God I would never, ever be a foster parent, but I was open to adoption. (laughs) Long story short, um, we met our son who we thought we were just going to adopt, but legally he wasn't ready for adoption yet. So he was still in the foster care system. So we changed our plan to become foster parents. We got him into our home. And then from there, it was just kind of like, a matter of saying yes to what came next and more things just kept getting placed in our path. Wow. When did that all start? This started 
about four years ago. Four years ago, mm -hmm. and you've been a parent to 13? Yeah, so four years ago, I was struggling with infertility, wanting to be a mom, and now I've been a mother of 13 kids and have seven currently, so it's a whirlwind. Wow, okay, so how did God open your heart to fostering? Because there had to be a moment where you're just like, Jesus, bring me a child, and then right. he answered that right. through fostering. How did that all happen? Um, my husband and I had talked when we were dating, so I highly encourage any um, women out there, like even when you're dating, before you're dating, plan on having that conversation. So okay. my husband and I had always talked about back when we were boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, we really want family, we love kids, right. and we'll be open to adoption one day. Then you start going through this infertility journey and you're kind of like, should we, should we just move the adoption process up first? Like, mm. why, why are we waiting? And we were both kind of like, sure, let's do that. Yeah. As most people know, adoption is incredibly expensive, but there is a process of adopting through the state. And okay. so we thought, let's pursue that. Let's see what this looks like. And so met a couple of people who knew a couple of people. Anyways, we got placed or matched with this little boy okay. we thought was going to be ready for adoption. When we talked to this social worker, he was still in foster care. Okay. So we brought him into our family that way. We became foster parents so that he could move in with us. Okay. Um, and then once we went through all of that process, as we were still foster parents, they begin to call you. Hey, okay. we have a little girl available. Hey, is your home open to this? Do you have a bed available for this? And how do you say no? Right. That's that's the hard part. Yes. So sometimes it's just logistically, like a newborn baby. Well, I work every day. I don't have daycare. I can't take off from maternity leave tomorrow. Right. right? So you have to say no. Right. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't make sense for what you have going on or what their needs are. So they call you and tell you this kid has this, this, and this going on. Right. Are you able to provide for that? Well, sometimes the answer is just, it's just no. Right. And then sometimes it's, okay, let me think about this. I think we can move some things around and I think that's going to be a yes for us. Okay. And so you've just said yes when it's... Yeah. So then an opportunity came to um, move into a house that Florida Baptist Children's Home built. Okay. And... That's cool. So, yeah. So Florida the, Baptist Children's Home? Mm-hmm. So okay. we're licensed cool. through them. Okay. And with this, it's the house is you have to have five foster kids at all time okay. to rent out their house. And so they said, hey, this house became available. I immediately said no. Well, yeah, because it's yeah. five children in a right. home that you have to move to. Right. This is crazy. We're not, right. we're not moving. We're not And you're doing still this. working. I'm still working. This is absolutely not happening. Yeah. I think it was 25 days later we were moving into this house. And that's just one of those things where it's like you sit down and you're like, this isn't possible, right? Yeah. Let's write it down. Let's, let's write it down to make sure it's not, it's not possible. And then you just keep writing and... You know, my husband and I just kept talking and praying. And then all of a sudden it was like, I think it, I think it is possible. Right. Like, are we crazy? And then we moved in and we moved in during shutdown weekend, right? Like March 15th or whatever it was that everything wow. shut down is when we moved in. So as everybody was closing their doors up and just keeping to their family, we were like, come on, Pensacola. Yeah, come <laughs> so on that's, in. That's when everybody was coming into our house ironically so oh my gosh while you were talking you were smiling you were so full yeah. of joy and okay you have seven children right now uh -huh. how do you have joy in the midst of parenting seven children like all the moms who are listening right now are leaning in because the joy that you have 
is something that I just want to take with me. Like I want yeah. to go, like, like go to the grocery store. I want to grab some joy and take it with me. Right. How, how are you able to foster joy? So I think the big thing there is like, you know, like leading it back to the Bible, like consider it pure joy when, right? Yes. Like that verse starts out yeah. like that. And I think, right, this is not true. This is just my only, my thought process. So this is right. like based on theology, but the idea of like, okay, so you want more joy in your life? Well, that would yeah. be like in a flat line, right? That's above, right? You yeah. want joy, you want up things. Yeah. You don't get more joy without more grief and pain. Right. So if you want more joy in your life, you don't just get to open up to all the good things, right? Like if you want to open yourself up and like if you want to open your heart up to receive more, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got to go both directions. Right. And the running joke with my husband and I is I can convince you in two seconds to become a foster parent or not to become a foster parent. Okay. When I say we've been through the ringer, we have been through the ringer. Um, so much pain, so much hurt, um, things we've been accused of, things we've had to go through. Oh. Our whole life story is opened up to everybody. Like it is a open wound. Yeah. But you don't, you do not get joy, like inconceivable joy without that. Like right. They go so hand in hand. So yeah. So if you want like if you want that, mm -hmm. like you just got to open up and it yeah. is not going to be fun. Yeah. It is not going to be easy. Right. But it's it's worth it. So like the phrase I like to use is like hard fought tear stained love, right? Okay. Like Jesus does not show us love through happy happy times, right? Like right. what does his love look like? It looks like being nailed to a cross. Like exactly. That, but yeah. that is what he tells us love looks like. Yeah. He laid down and his life for us. We can't expect love to look just like brunch and mimosas every day. Right. Love brunch and mimosas. <laughs> exactly. But that's like joy yeah. comes from pain. Yeah. That's lately. <laughs> no, that's good. I was just thinking like my relationship with Christ is like a marriage. Like he is the groom. And I need to respect him. Like, I've just been thinking that lately about just thinking of Christ in a relationship as like a marriage and how I respect him and how I spend time with him and everything. And like, yeah, there is pain. Like troubles do come. There are hard times. But the scripture that I've just been thinking about a lot is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And when you were just sharing that earlier about, is this the right thing? Are we going to move into this house with five bedroom, five bedrooms, right? Is that the house has six, bedrooms. six bedrooms with five children. Like, how are you trusting in the Lord and just having faith that he's going to make your path straight? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like you're jumping off a cliff. It's, is that weird? No. Cause that's what it feels like. Okay. <laughs> it feels like, and that's what I want people to understand about faith. Like, Faith feels like jumping off a cliff. Faith yeah. feels like almost drowning in the middle of the ocean. Okay. Right? Like that's because that's when we can no longer do it ourselves. Right. So something else I tell about like fostering and like big dreams, right? I'm a believer in like big, big dreams. Right. God calls you to really big things, I think, to prove to you you can't do this by yourself. Amen. Go like keep going. Like yes. you can't 
save yourself. You cannot do this alone. Right. God has never asked us to do things really small by ourselves, so we get happy. Like that's that's nowhere in scripture. Right. But sometimes that's how we live. Yeah. Really small and by ourselves. Yeah. And with the doors closed. Yeah. Because that feels safe and that's not safe. Yeah. Um, one thing our pastor told us that I love was he had made the comment, um, what has God saved and blessed you for, right? Okay. Right? So this is like paths, right? For Jesus. Callings, right? <laughs> okay. The answer is always people was his response, right? For others. Right? So that God has saved me and blessed me here on earth. Okay. For people, like for people, for community. Then when that community comes together, like that yes. is praising God, right? Like, yes. If he just wanted us, like he wants a community. Yeah. He want he wants to save me and bless me. So I save and bless others. So we have this community. Yes. So we are the church. So we so it is a marriage. So it is a marriage, yeah. Right. But like, and that maybe is your litmus test of okay, I could never foster, right? Like I could never I could fill in the blank, whatever that blank is for you. Right. But what has God saved and blessed you for? If the answer is because Right? Like, just like your podcast is saying, like, decrease ourselves and yes. increase God, right? Yes. So if God is calling me to foster other kids and all of a sudden this huge opportunity to move into this huge house for lots of kids, right? Okay, well, if I keep praying about it and I don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable, right? This is right. fostering is very uncomfortable. Let's right. be real. But it's for him and his people and his children and his church. And so, so the answer can be yes. Amen. Well, and before we started recording, you were telling me that fostering is like looking out at an right. ocean. So, and like so we live ocean. on, yeah, people we sitting love it. on the beach, it's kind of like, wow, like I can see that that's a mighty ocean that could be scary, but it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And then being a foster mom feels like swimming in the middle of that said ocean, right. treading water, trying to save a life and while trying to keep all these little kids up. And mm -hmm. you're just like, that's the same ocean. Yeah. And it's just like, get in. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's beautiful to see. Like it is right. honestly beautiful for me to see what you're doing. I, yeah. Like looking out at the Gulf of Mexico, you know, and you have just plunged in. I just think, if there's anything that you can say to moms out there who just feel like they're going insane. Right. I mean, there have got to be parents out there, no matter what your age is, that you're just like, God, I need you for this as I parent, right. no matter what age you are or fostering. Like, right. can you talk to the parent out there who feels like everything is insane? So first of all, you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> like we all feel insane. Okay. So... <laughs> Step so one, that. you're in a great Because I feel community. insane. Okay, perfect. Right. Everybody feels insane for different reasons. Everybody's in different seasons. I I feel insane. There, yeah. This is not me like, I'm great. I'm rocking this. Everything's I amazing. I don't think I'm rocking this every day. I'm yeah. like, I don't have this. Yeah. I'm the worst. Like, I have those thought process. But what do I do? Like, I sit and pray. I call a friend. Community. People, yeah. Right? Like, I, if I had to foster by myself, I would be an absolute train wreck. It would never happen. Yeah. It would be awful. Yeah. Nobody would be happy. <laughs> there would be no joy. Right? Right. Right. But I have to call people. I have lots of people I call. But I'm like, listen, I am having a bad day. Right. I am not doing this right. I am insane. I am losing my mind. I cannot do this. I just want to escape. Right? I think right. as women, too, we 
like the idea of escape things. I know. Why is this so weird? Anxiety. And because of social media. Exactly. And they post all these pictures about going on vacation all the time. And I'm like, my super friend. How do you get to do this? On the beach in Mexico with a margarita. Like, come on. Like, on Cinco de Mayo. Like, right. Perfect world for them. So let yourself feel that. Like, right. Here's, here's permission. Here's validity. Like, you are allowed to feel insane. You are allowed to feel like you're not doing it. You're allowed to feel like your house is a mess and you're the worst parent ever, but you're not, right? Feel it for a second. Okay, I feel this way. Okay, yeah. but it's not true. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. And so feel it and find someone to call and you're not alone, you know? Right, yeah. When you were saying earlier about pray, um, a scripture that has just been on my mind so, well, last month it was on my mind a lot, but that create in me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Like, maybe I'm not seeing it right. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm not seeing my stress right. Like, right. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Is this right? Like, should I be feeling this way? What's going on? What do you think? So one thing that helps me out, right, is the idea of everything being temporary. Okay. Like, it's all temporary. Right. So, ironically, it works well in foster care, right? Like, I am temporarily your mom for however long that you stay here. What is it? A month, two years, we adopt you, it's forever. That's temporary, okay? Okay. Your anxiety, right? We can even bring it back to that. Your anxiety, feeling insane, feeling like nothing is going right and I'm the worst ever. That's a temporary feeling, right? right? Tomorrow, you probably are going to do just fine. Yeah. Um creating me a pure heart, like, God, like, I'm just not, like, I'm not doing any of this right. And if those feelings come up, the only way I, like, calm myself down is this is temporary. Okay. I am losing control. Everything's temporary. Temporarily, right? Yeah. That's where I was going. Oh, okay, yes. Is when I tell myself this moment is temporary. Right, right, right. These feelings are temporary. This house is temporary because I'm renting it. This season of my life is temporary. Oh, Hey God, like me on earth is temporary. Mm. Yeah. Like it's all temporary. Right. That's kind of, it's a release for me. And maybe that's scary to some people, but that's a release for me. Mm -hmm. And when you feel that way, it helps me connect with my kids too, because what are they going through? Like they're realizing that this house is temporary and their life is temporary. Where am I going next? Right. But then when you tell them, Hey, I feel the same way, right? I don't know what's going to happen next. You're allowed to feel out of control. Why? Because I feel out of control. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once again, you've created a relationship with somebody else. Like we are both Mm -hmm. out of control. Everything we're feeling right now is temporary. God has a big plan for us. And guess what? It's bigger than anything he can plan here on earth. Yes. Okay. So that's a common thing I hear people tell children. God has big plans for you. Yeah. God has big plans for you. And how do you back that up to a child when we are in a fallen world? Like, God has big plans for you, you know, just like trust in his plan for you. I don't know. How do you do, how do you encourage your children, especially in foster care when they are in a temporary situation? Maybe. Right. Telling someone, circle background, telling someone they are not alone. Right. And that this too shall pass Mm. and that God has big plan. It can, it can be that simple. And people want to make it big mm-hmm. and they want to make it extraordinary yeah. and we want to know the answers. Right. And, but I don't have them mm-hmm. and nobody has them. Right. But the one person who is bigger than all of this. 
right. right? So even my kids, like, where you go from here, right? Even that, even if you go to another home, get adopted by somebody else, right? At 18, you get to create this own adult life by yourself. Like, even if you do get, like, yeah. there's so much of life that's just, and if you can teach a kid when they're young, like, hey, just be in this moment right here, even when it feels insane. Because you are bigger than this, and our God is bigger than yes. this. And guess what? Yeah. That's, I feel so good about my kids because it's like, look at what you're going through. This is this is awful. Right. And if you can go through this, yeah. you can do anything. And right. it's like you want to tell each kid that. Like, you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. And my kids, I'm like, if I were to tell you their histories, like what you, whatever you think – the history of a lot of foster kids is, right? Oh, a bad situation, bad terrible. Trauma, right? I promise you it's 15 times worse than whatever you can imagine. Mm -hmm. It breaks your heart. It should. God yeah. wants our hearts to be completely shattered over this. Why? Because, you know, the old saying of like, um, broken so the light can pour through, right? Oh, amen. Um, someone gave me a poem the other day, and in one of the verses it was just like, Broken so the water can stream out of you. And I was just like, oh, I love the movement. Yes. There, right? Living I'll to, water. I have to find that. Let right? me get that. Yeah. Yes. So when you are that way, like to become a foster parent, mm -hmm. a parent in general, right? A person, a friend, let's go there. Yeah. When you are broken for water to stream out of you, then you can join other streams. Right. Right. But if you're closed up by yourself, the only way to want more, to want that joy, to show people that it can be bigger is to do that yourself. And so I say that with my kids. I'm like, listen, like God has a bigger plan for you. Right. And it's so nice that I get to share my infertility children with my kids, right? Right. Like I told God I wanted a family so bad. I wanted a big family. Okay. I said, but he did not give that to me the way I planned it. Okay. And he's not giving you life the way you planned it. Mm. Nobody wants this. No, I don't want foster care to exist. Nobody wants it to exist. That's the yeah. worst thing ever. Right. But if I'm going to break and show you it can be done, like, and you feel broken and we're broken together, mm. then let's go. Let's do it. It yeah. can be done. You know, I just showing them that and showing them, Showing kids your hardships is always going to be a good thing. And so, you know, back to the, you know, moms out there who feel insane right now, like, I dare you. Like, I challenge you. Tell your kids that. Like, I am feeling out of control right now. Right, right. And I am so sorry. Like, yeah. mommy has all these thoughts that are going on in her head. I just don't feel like I'm doing a good job sometimes. I feel out of control. I feel like I can't keep anything together. Right. I dare you to say that to your three-year-old. Exactly, yeah. you know what your three-year-old will say? It's okay, mommy. I help you. Right? Right? Yeah. It's okay. So Let's up my kid. Yeah. And like while we're talking, our phones are going off nonstop. <laughs> like what is going on? Yeah. But this is the world we live in. It is the world we live in. It's, it's fast paced. It's crazy. It's painful. It's hard. It's hurtful. It's, it's demanding. Ever. It's so demanding. And guess what? It's temporary. Oh. Mm. Okay. Like, wow. Let that just release everything. Yeah. And I want to say I live that every day and every day is such a release for me. It's not. I have to remind myself that. Yeah. And I think it's important that let's dive into what you were talking about. How many kids you said you have seven kids currently. Yeah. And tell us their ages. 
Okay, we have three, six, eight, nine, 11, 12, and 17. Oh my goodness. From so, three to 17. Yeah. Diapers to graduation. Wow. Okay. So all the emotions that are happening there. The one thing I wanted to ask you, it is spring. Uh -huh. And so, you know, we're thinking about spring cleanings. Do you keep it a neat house? Like, let's be real. Yeah. This entire journey has taught me to be real. Like, just be real with it, right? This, yeah, yeah, yeah. this hurts. This sucks. It's real. Exactly. And saying that allows everything to happen. So if we can say that, right, about mess and brokenness and pain that we just talked about, well, you can do that with an overflowing trash can, dirty dishes, right? Like this is my mess. I live in it. And we're not saying like be dirty, but yeah. Okay. So there's, I mean, there's a level of cleanliness. Yeah. 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 But then there's the idea of some messes every once in a while. And we're saying like keep a tidy house and do all right. those things to the best of everybody's ability. But when there's a small mess and I walk into somebody else's house yeah. and I see a mess or pile of papers or things that are undone, it's oh, kind yes. of like, Hey, you know what? I'm there too. Yes. When I go into a girlfriend's house, I never used to be like this before kids. Yeah. But when I see that their house is a little messy, I just take a deep breath yeah. because hey. my house looks worse back at home. Right. I'm just like, she was preparing for me to come over. Like you wouldn't believe the bomb that's exploded that's, that's in our house. house. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? We always hide all of our mess behind closed doors, figuratively and literally yeah, yeah, yeah. behind closed doors. Yeah. So do the best that you can. Yeah. Um, I will say having a wide range of ages, I'm allowed to like, I don't just have littles. I have some of my older ones who can yeah. be like, okay, you have this drawer, you have this drawer. Like yeah. everybody need help. The other thing Dishes. is- Dishes. Oh my gosh. We have- Plastic plates. <laughs> oh yeah. I love, I love paper plates. Please tell me you guys use plastic plates for yeah. dinner. I found a quote one time that said, paper plates has nothing to do with struggling, right? It has everything to do with being sane. And I would use- paper pots if they were applicable. I was like, I feel that one. Will someone please invent a plastic bowl to boil water and make mac and cheese? Yep. <laughs> the other thing is when people offer to help you, yeah. say yes. Okay. That's hard. Yeah. I have I have a very good friend of mine who comes over and every Thursday morning comes over and I leave a couple of loads of laundry that she folds and then she wipes down my counter, wipes up my floors. And Amazing. Like that, right? For a couple laundry is huge. So many people have, a, and she has told me this, like she's offered this to many people. Yeah. Hey, can I come over and help you out? And there's a pride thing. And let's be real. Yeah. There's a pride thing to our houses. Yeah. I am the mama. I am a 2021 mama and my mm. kids are all A's and they're in five different sports and yeah. my house is perfect. And, but that's not true, right? Those right. are highlight reels and highlight reels are nice and have a purpose, but that's not real. Right. And letting people help you and letting people see your mess is so nice. And yeah. I used to, the first couple times she came, I used to stay up late at night cleaning my house before she got there. So she wouldn't think it was actually as messy as it was. Yeah. And then just, and I was honest with her and told her, I was like, I'm not going to clean before you come this time. And she's like, why are you cleaning before I come? And that's I said, what I do. Because they don't want you to see how actually messy I am. Yeah. Right? And that's figuratively yeah. too. Like we don't want people to see how messy yeah. we are. And so we try to tidy up these things. Yeah. Do the best you can and let people help you. If someone offers to help you, do it. Here's the other thing, offer other people help. Okay, we need to like pause right there because I think that's so huge with yeah. our walk and just not even just like Christianity. I mean, I hope it is with Christians, Jesus, please. But like with just everyone, it's so easy. I feel like for to see people as they receive gifts, even myself included, uh -huh. but like how important it is to pour that out. Like you were talking about right. streams, like to pour that back out. Action. So yeah. If I want to go have coffee with a friend, I have one friend who we're good at doing this is 
I have a free time. I have a couple free hours. Hey, I want to see you. I want to have coffee. Wait, let me go to your house. While we're having coffee, I'm going to help you fold two loads of laundry. Right. Okay. We're going to be talking anyways. We might as well be using our hands and folding that. That's good. Right. There are so many simple things we can do for each other. Yeah. Like, and now with pickup stuff too. Hey, we want to go eat somewhere. Let's pick it up to go. Yeah. Come back at my house. Yeah. And we're going to fold the laundry. And then next week when we meet up again, yeah, we're picking it up and eating on and folding <laughs> exactly. laundry and eating what George's like that's my favorite. Yes, together. they're so good, right? Yeah, you can you can do that. Yeah, yeah. I had a girlfriend who was like, "It's so nice to hang out with other moms because it's all fun and games until somebody poops and yeah. everybody understands it's fine. It is, <laughs> it's fine. Like yeah. you're allowed to do that. Yeah." yeah. Um, I know you had a couple of things that you uh, had prepared to talk about. Yeah. And I really would love for you to just share. Um, before you do that, I think it's important that people know just, I don't, I mean, everybody says they're busy, but like how busy you are with fostering um, as far as like doctor's appointments and follow ups. Can you right. just paint the picture of like what you walk through on a typical year, I guess, or month or? I don't know. Day. Okay. Well, yeah. So I don't know. There's a new TV series out, out daughtered, I think is what it's called. And it's okay. this mom, she's losing control because she has six daughters, right? Okay. Or five daughters. I don't know what it is. And it's I a small amount. I started <laughs> laughing and my, my daughter looked at me and she started laughing too. And I was just like, look at this woman out of control. I was like, what would she do? She's, uh, what, she's got like little kids in elementary school. Yeah. What are they doing? ABCs for homework. I was like, we've got case managers for everybody. We've got guardian at items. We've got, everybody has a counseling visit. Everybody has a biological family visit, mom visit, dad visit, brother visit. And then phone calls, right? Phone calls. I've got, and then now with COVID, I can only take two family members to a doctor at one time. So I have to split up everybody's dental appointments, everybody's doctor's appointment. I've got court that I have to go to. I have documentation I have to keep up with. Wow. Not to mention like, raising respectable human beings. Yeah. What about extracurricular activities? Oh yeah. So, and that's where the ask for help thing comes in, right? We need okay. to let go of our pride and ask for help. Just last night we had a baseball game. We have a soccer game. We have this, we have a family visit going on. The counselor wants to visit the guardian. I don't want to come over to the house and I need to get with somebody on zoom for a, another counseling visit. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, no, I don't know. Okay. This is all new to me. Awful. Yeah. So you plan, like my husband and I are texting each other all day long. Okay, I'm going to take these three, go here, and then go here, and then go here. I've got these two. Go here, go here, and here. Well, yeah. you still got to pick up groceries and make dinner, like all the regular things. And so when, you know, a soccer game gets rescheduled, I have people who I call. Like I have yeah. my people, right? Right. I text them. Okay, I need someone to take someone out of soccer tonight. Yeah. Like, can somebody do that? Yeah. And guess what? Yes. Yeah. If people are willing to help, God would not have called us to this and just right. best of luck. Exactly. The people that have come into our life are amazing people that I truly feel we're called to like, and we've reconnected with friendships. We have different people in our life who help us and support awesome. us in so many different ways. And they've just like come like God just like called them to our family. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know when. Like, how did we meet? Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, you're like driving my kids all over the place. Yeah. And you're wonderful and helping me and doing everything. And I like, can't even remember where we met. Yeah. And isn't that beautiful? Like, God just like, whoop, here's someone else. Yeah. And here's somebody else. And here's Amen. all of these people. I am not raising seven kids by myself. Yeah. My husband and I are a huge team. It is 100% teamwork, right? Right. Even with 100% teamwork and have an amazing husband, we have to have help. Yeah. God did not, God did not call... Dustin and Rachel to do this by ourselves. 
we have amazing families. Like my mom and my dad are amazing. Support are they here? They live close by about an hour away. Okay. okay. They come over all the time. Like okay. they do live here. That's good. And my husband's family is amazing and supportive. Do and they live here? Nope. They don't live here either. Oh my gosh. But support comes in so many different ways. Yeah. When it's needed. And then when it you look at like... this, like you, if you see this like explosion blast, right? Yeah. Like the radius of the blast from our family, all of those people were prepared to help mm -hmm. us a long time ago. Yeah. Like God was pre. God prepared Dustin and I to become foster parents. 100% yeah. true fact. But I look at everybody else's lives around me and they were prepared too. And they have a huge role in this. Right. You know? Yeah. In, in their lives too. Oh, big time. And, and my kids don't need just me. Okay. Yeah. My kids need to believe if I'm teaching them about faith and God and Jesus, and it's important to have people around you, like they have to see that. Yeah. Right. They, this is given to them. If it was like, I'm not enough, right? But once again, I'm a broken vessel. Like, my kids mm. need, I'm there, right? I'm a foster mom. But they need grandparents and friends and role models. And, you know, I have a good friend who picks up my kids to go to um, Wednesday night Bible study with the youth group. And this. Awesome. And they have to awesome. have that. They have to see something other than us. Yeah. They, if I'm going to teach them that they can do big things in this world, they have to know that there are good people in this world. Because... Foster kids in general think that the world is awful. Mm. They don't know what that's like to have a community. What, you teach them about family? Like, yeah. God is a good father? They don't know what that looks like. Yeah. How, how are my kids supposed to see that? Tangibility is key to everything. You want to help someone, mm -hmm. generalized statement, specifically if you want to help somebody in foster care, be tangible. Show up. See them. Let them see you. They need yeah. tangibility. Like, you're going to be there for them? Okay, show up at their soccer game. Yeah. Be there for them. Like, hold them, hug them, mm -hmm. show them what a good relationship looks like. Like, be oh. tangible. Wow. That's good. That's good. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. I'm so encouraged by this because what you're saying is not only true for foster care, but for our own children. And if you're an uncle or an aunt, like, or a grandparent or yeah. a spiritual mother or a spiritual grandmother, like showing up for the people and loving on them. We're all going to face trauma at some point in our mm. life. That's what I tell my kids. We're all going to face trauma at some point in our life. This really stinks that you had to experience this so young. Right. It really does. Yeah. It significantly yeah. affects your view on other people, right? Because mm -hmm. you're so young. But everybody goes through trauma in their life to experience what it's looked like. And that's like an encounter with God, right? Like we can let encounters with God change our life if we let it. Right. So for somebody else, their trauma is going to happen in adulthood. I mean, the amount of trauma people go through is wild. Yeah. But for foster kids, it's when they're young. Okay. Oh. You can show like, and if you're an adult wanting to help out with foster family, mm -hmm. be open with them. Tell them about your struggles. Tell them about the trauma in your life. Right. When you do that, you are real and you are showing them. I too have had trauma and this, this is what we can do together. Yeah. Show well, and that. it's educating them that this world has fallen and you're not the only one who sees it. Right. So something I want this brings up great. It's just like, this does not define you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There is one thing that defines you mm -hmm. and that is what God puts on your life. That you are defined by that. Yeah. What happens in this world and the trauma, that doesn't define you. Right. And 
where I want to go with that too is like labels. So I know we've been using the term foster kid and foster family. I really don't like using that in my family context. Right? Yeah. This is great to have a discussion. Yeah. Just I, so people know. Yeah, super open. You yeah. find me, talk to me on the street. I will talk to you all day long about foster care. Huge pet peeve for foster families. Throwing this out there for the world. Yeah. If you see me and with my kids, okay, I am not a foster mom. They are not foster children. I am a mom. Yeah. Amen. Mm. And these are my kids. Amen. Um, I, I know people mean well, but I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me and been like, oh, are they adopted? Is this a oh, foster kid? Uh-uh. And I know you mean They're well. They're yours. Right? Like, I know you mean well. I know. And I want to tell you all about foster care. I am the first person who I will pour my heart open to you. Right. But do, do not define mm -hmm. my kids. Right. They've had enough labels their entire life. Mm. Let them be kids. Right. right. Let, right? Everybody wants to be known for who they are, not their label. Right. Right? So I am their character. Rachel. Right. right. And I like saying I'm a good advocate. And one of the things I do for advocacy is I'm a foster mom, right? Like mm -hmm. that's, that's a title. But this is who I am. Like, Going back to being tangible, meet my kids. If you meet my kids, right. the amount of things that they are, Amen. right, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay, they're foster kids, right? Like that's a tiny part, that's a tiny part of who you are. Right. Technically, yes. Just yeah. like technically you're an, an elementary school kid. Right. right. Technically you're an elementary school kid. Technically you're a foster kid. Right. Push that aside. Soccer players, yeah. baseball players, and they are kind. They're they gifted individually. They are strong. They are like brave, like all Amen. of these amazing, wonderful things that they are currently, mm -hmm. that they will be. And I tell my kids, I'm like, I know this hurts. Mm -hmm. That in this pain, learning how to deal with pain, learning how to overcome this. Yeah. When every person you meet for the rest of your life, you will be able to give them so much more because you have experienced pain. Amen. Right back to the beginning, right? If you want right. to experience joy, like we've talked about, if you want to experience joy, there's this huge depth of pain that we need to go through too. Yeah. So my kids, I'm like, look at what you're going to do with your life. The amount of pain that you've had to go through and you're overcoming, you yeah. are overcoming that you are experiencing joy from that. I don't care what they do in their life. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever, right? Lawyer, doctor, street cleaner, janitor, soldier, any teacher, job yeah, you can anything. Think of, podcaster, writer, author, right? Podcaster, yeah. everything. Yeah, dog trainer. Anything. I mean, any stay-at-home mom. Everything yeah. you can think of, you impact people around you. That's your choice. Yeah. And my kids, I just get so excited. Whatever they do in life, it literally has no. It doesn't matter what they do. They get to impact people in that space. Amen. Every time. And the amount of people they will impact is really cool. 13. Right? 13 kids yep. have been with you. Right. Seven with you now. Um, man, is there anything else you want to share about that or just anything that you can enlighten us on? Gosh. Because I, I want to talk about this. Like I've never had this real of a conversation. Life about fostering really I this is what I want to do like I want to be real and raw 
because it, it hurts and it's painful. Because there's, but there's so much more you can do with that. And I just, I mean, I, I do, I could talk all day on this. I want, I want to share this with everybody. Yeah. I want to show people, but it's, but it is not limited to foster care. So I'll make this real short. The idea yeah. that I did write a book. Yeah. I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Okay. So, so yeah, tell I us about a book. the book. Good um, for you. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, it's coming out soon. I did a Kickstarter. It's all, the Kickstarter is awesome. fully funded. And I'm getting all this printing stuff done. Yeah. Is so. it about fostering? So okay, okay, okay. My so we had our son, right? Our yes. second foster daughter. We said yes to. You. Hey, let's be real. I had no idea what I'm doing. Just yeah. like every mom out there, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. Right. She. I always say she taught me so much more, and gave me so much more than I ever gave her in the short time she was in our home. That's cool. But I like to write. I write, get things out. I, I, yeah. Everybody needs an escape, right? Yeah. Or a way to. I tell my kids. If you keep everything inside of you, you will explode. Yeah, you have to get your thoughts out. Yes. My thing is writing it down. Yeah. I have to write it. Like handwritten, not type. Right. Uh-uh, that Handwrite, type does not work. Run. Yeah, scream. run. My kids can do whatever they want to do. If you have something inside of you, you need to get out. Like, let's not scream in the house. Yeah, let's yeah, Let's outside and scream. Like, yeah. get it out however you need to get it out. Physically, mentally, you need to listen to music, whatever. So yeah. mine is writing, and I love to write poems. I have books oh. and books and books on poems. That's so so cool. I was just in a pickle with this sweet girl. Like, I don't know how, I don't know. Like every day we're at odds. How am I supposed to tell you I love you when I feel like I'm just constantly raising my voice and I'm yeah. not doing what I need to do. I'm not a good mom. I don't know how to make you do anything. Exactly. Or, but I'm trying to show you that I love you and I just can't. So I wrote a poem. And nice. with that poem, I named it Welcome to Our Foster Home. So I wrote it. I wanted the book to be welcome to our foster home. I wanted to give it to foster moms so they can read it to their kids the first night they're in the home, right? <gasps> and it's because the like, first night probably the hardest, right? right? Houses smell funny. They look funny. The lighting's weird. The sheets are funny, right? Like none of this is yours. Mm -hmm. And what am I supposed to do here? Be right. happy? I don't want to be here. Yeah. So there's that feeling for kids. So I wrote it as I didn't know what to say to her most days. So I wrote it as something I could say to her. Okay. Here are the words to say to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, other, other foster moms can use this. I'm going to make this this. In the process of writing, editing, all of these things, Yeah. it hit me that it didn't make sense for it to be for foster kids. Okay. It is, but it is not limited to that. Okay. So just like we're talking about being a broken vessel, right? Yeah. That has nothing to do with simply foster care. That's one of 800 possibilities where your life becomes broken. You become a stream to join other streams. Oh, yeah. We're right? broken right when we come out exactly. of the womb. Like So <laughs> the idea that you would limit how to explain love to somebody is mm. not limited to foster care. So um, the title of the book is now Fiercely Loved. Oh, I love it. Fiercely loved. So, yeah. Hashtag fiercely loved for my friend Rachel right yes. here. Oh, yes. I love so, it. Um, fiercely loved. It's the illustrator is amazing. Oh, my gosh. It's, you're working with an illustrator. That's oh, it's, great. It's done. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Tell us I more. Just, I just got to get it printed. I got to get the last little things together. Working on being a businesswoman here and putting all the pieces together. It yeah. is, is right there. We are right on the cliff. It's right there. It's about to be printed. So I'm so it'll be excited for you. Um, Pensacola yeah. is totally going to embrace you. Yes. I just know it. So I know it. Um, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. But it is, it's like, life is crazy. Yeah. This is hard. Okay. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? The last line is mm -hmm. you are fiercely loved and known. You are fiercely right? loved and known. Yeah. So 
And is that not true for everybody? Yes. Like, why would I limit the audience for what God is trying to use the words, right? Like the words that I can create on paper. Right. It's not limited. That is for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, um, so exciting. Yeah. So that's one of the things. And then I have so many different things about what it feels like to be a foster parent and an yeah. advocate and to sit in the mess with somebody is really hard. Yeah. But choose it every day, right? If someone's yeah. going through a hard time, whatever that hard time is, yeah. sit with them in their mess. Okay. Be tangible, right? Don't, here's this, here's this, you know. Here's how you can fix it. Right. Oh, I have a friend. Here's, can I, yeah. like, just sit there with them. If someone's crying, just sit next to them. Like with my kids, yeah. I never knew what to do, right? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to respond? What am I supposed to, I was how are you, what are you supposed to say? Right. Constantly looking up blogs. What am I supposed to say to a kid when they're doing this? What happens when they're out of control? What happens when they're doing this? You know what the answer is that I found? Yeah, what is it? I just sit with them, right? So my kids have gone through, mm -hmm. their trauma comes out in crazy ways. Where from the outside looking in, you're like, oh my goodness, like that child is out of control, mm. okay? If you go sit with them, so literally, yeah. like I've gone into their room, shut the door, sit on the ground. Right, right, right. They can explode around me, okay? Okay. Do what you, well, do what you need to do. You're not allowed to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, right? Right. Those yeah, are borderline yeah. rules. But yeah. let's, do you need to scream into a pillow? Do you need to get it all out? Mm -hmm. Even if some bad words come out with it, like get it all, get it all so out. So much brokenness. I don't, right? I don't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. I don't, you, right? You, everybody, you don't have to do anything. Take that pressure off of yourself. I am not, nor will ever be my kid's savior. Right. right? They have oh, a savior. Oh, preach. Okay. Yeah. I can do nothing to save my kids, mm -hmm. but I can walk beside them, right? My stream can flow next to them, right? Mm -hmm. Wrap that all back together. Yeah. And that's why I just tell people, like, sit in their mess. Yes. If they're having a bad day, they're having a bad day. And do I do this all the time? No, right? I'm, right. I'm out of control myself sometimes. Right. Sometimes I can't do that. And my mm -hmm. husband always steps in and he's, he does, he's so patient. Um, with them with different things and I need other people to sit in there mess with them sometimes I can't always be that I'm not Please do not glorify me as some amazing parent because I am really like mediocre in the parent world but like sitting with them yeah. will do more for them and just letting them know like I see you Yeah, right? you are out of control and yeah. I see you right and guess what you are still loved Yeah, amen, and you don't have you don't have to have a fancy 10-step scenario you know you don't have to have particular steps to take things to do things to say we make it so much bigger than it is right yeah the verse of the day today on the bible app this is so corny but i'm saying it because it was so timely do you ever look at the bible app and get the verse of the uh -huh. day oh my gosh like, oh, that was it's funny. always perfect why in the world and it's so simple but yeah hey god will use anything to get a hold of your heart you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but um luke 6 verses verse 45 and the end of it is like really brings it home so it's kind of a little bit longer but a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of and I just when you were talking that's what it reminded me of is that you're a good person and I think whoever's listening to this like 
you're probably a good person. Like you're probably not storing up evil in your heart. And if you are, I pray that you're released from that and God restores you for that. But a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And you have a good heart. I just think it's what I'm learning from this is like, just keep your heart good because when you're sinning with them, it's not about what you're going to say next for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. It's about where your heart is. Oh, every time, every time, Mm -hmm. because we do not have the answers, but God does, you know, like create in me a clean heart. Oh God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Like, I don't know. I just listening to you about being alongside these children is just encouragement. We're always on this podcast. I feel like trying to whoever's listening, trying to make them better people. Like what, what today are we going to educate the listener on today for Jesus? And today I'm just like, the education is just to be better to other people. Walk alongside them. And when it's your kids, they will grow up to be adults, Mm -hmm. right? So something my husband and I work hard on too is the idea of like, you don't own them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You are not owning them. Amen. You are responsible for getting them food and a roof over their head, right? You right. are not responsible for creating for their, their personality. Basic needs. Right. Yeah. At some point they're gonna grow up and leave your house and you want them to be good human beings on their own. Mm-hmm. I am not above my children. Amen. Okay. And it sometimes it helps me because they didn't come from my body, right? Yeah. My body didn't create them. I'm walking alongside this path with them and I encourage people to maybe shift your view with kids on this yeah. is the idea that I'm walking beside you. Right now, yeah. I kind of create some of the rules and the boundaries here for my house. Right. But one day you get to grow up and create your own boundaries. Yeah. I have to let the kids create boundaries too because I want them to do that when they grow up. I don't want someone to own them or be on top of them. Right. right? God gives us free will. He's the only like authoritarian figure who does that. Right. Yes, he disciplines just like a mother disciplines or a right. father disciplines. But walk beside them. View your little person at home as the adult that they're going to be. Amen. Because that's how God sees us. And don't. Yes. Right. And that's hard. And I, I don't do that every day. Right. I uh-huh. fail every day in motherhood. <laughs> yeah. I think about that. I think about who they're going to be, the parent they're going to be, the worker they're going to be, whatever they're going to be in life. I only get to be their mom for a short time and then they get to, they get to go Mm -hmm. and I need to help them become this person too. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share too? Cause Um, you're like super wise with this and I just want parents to feel ignited, you know, right from the Lord, obviously. But one thing that kind of goes along with the idea of streaming and something I like to like bring up is the idea that like when worlds collide and that makes more sense in foster care, like that vision of like a person and a person colliding. Right. But and I've never experienced. So I'm guessing that's kind of what birth feels like. All of a sudden, like you're pregnant, and all of a sudden, like your worlds collide. Like there is another human being. Yeah, they have a social security right. number. I think that was the weirdest yeah. thing for me. It's like, oh, they're breathing and yeah. they have a social security number. So yeah. whether that's in motherhood, <laughs> as a friendship, yeah, dating or marriage, right? Um, parental, like whatever that collision of worlds look like. Remember that when worlds collide, so does love. Right. Yeah. So in foster care, I have this amazing experience of having like a child come into my home 
they don't want to be in this situation. I don't want them to be in this situation. This really stinks. That's a collision. Right. This is a collision. Their culture, their upbringing, their socioeconomic status. Their style of clothes. The, what they eat. Yeah. What things smell like. Yeah. Everything. Everything has collided, crashed, burned, right? But let part of that collision not just be the awful parts that the world wants you to tell everybody that it is. Mm. Like there's so much love and hope that collides in that. Like here is a person, right? Let's call them a person. Like here's a person from tragedy. Okay. And here is a person who is willing to take on some of that tragedy. There is so much hope, right? Like God never, there's so much in the Psalms about like God being there for the oppressed. God hearing the hope, God infusing the hope, like all of this turmoil and there's all of this hope. I feel like Psalms is a beautiful image. I love it because he's always like, can you hear me, God? And then he's like, oh Lord, you're the best ever. I just love that you like have time to read the Bible. Like (laughs) I'm just listening to you like, that's so great that you know that. Like I would just imagine that it's, it it ebbs and flows like everything else. There's times where I don't have time for anything. Yeah. And there's times where you make time. Yeah. And it kind of all. It's in there. It's together. Yeah. And you remember it. So that's good. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) What I wanted to say was one of these quotes that's like really resonates with me. Yeah. But it kind of comes with the Bible verse I wanted to share. Yes. So I'll, yeah, you're, you know, the favorite Bible verse that's helping you out in this season. I tell, for those who are listening, all the guests who come on, I tell them in advance that we're going to ask this question. So yeah. What's your favorite Bible verse this season? So I have a favorite Bible verse, but like everything else, right? Yeah life in general everything is in context okay so and i encourage everybody when you read a bible verse or instagram shows yeah. you a great bible verse exactly read the verses before and after amen right okay or read yes. who wrote that verse and yes. then you're like whoa it's so much greater it is a girlfriend told me once donna murphy she's been on the podcast she said read seven verses around it oh which i may have taken that out of context but it was just like saying like above and yes. below, right? You know, created as a middle. Like life isn't done expand in snapshots. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's snapshots. a great idea for like kids too. Like yeah, the idea of not labeling kids and please don't label anybody. But the idea that like, oh, they're a foster kid, right? Like right. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in context. No, no, no. They're this amazing, especially like your older girls boys too but yeah. like the older siblings like foster kids never come in once okay yeah. rule <laughs> they yeah. always have lots of siblings didn't know the that oldest one typically <laughs> okay. has to have been the mother to the younger ones right they have acted as a the mother they've done so much they've self-sacrificed yeah. so much these people right yeah. so to these little people that they also did not create so when you get a child who's a little bit older and they've had to be the mom to somebody else yeah and they have mm. anger, right? right? Anger is tip of the iceberg. There's so much underneath it. Look at that context. I encourage you to do that with every person you meet. Look yeah. at the context of what they've had to do and what they've gone through. And then say, mm. you know, like, I see why you're angry. Like, you're allowed to be angry. That angers me. Don't look at that for what it is. Right. Like, in Their that moment. Their behavior is because of something. Yeah. Um, just as we can find a verse encouraging, yeah. look at everything around it. Yeah. We see someone, a person who is having a hard time, mm-hmm. look at everything around it. Yeah. Because most of the time you're going to be like, you're right. You know what? And I've told some of my kids, I'm like, 
I'm going to be real honest with you. I think I would act way worse than you are right now. I would, you are handling it. So I would be a terror. Yeah. If I had to go through some of the things that you've gone through, I would, I would, you are allowed, you are allowed to be angry. Yeah. One of my favorite verses is um, in Hebrews. So it's Hebrews 12, 1, but let me go back. I love okay. it. Yes. So let's go to starting like Hebrews 10, right? He talks about you need to preserve so that when you've done the will of God, you'll receive what you have promised. So then let's keep going. Yes. All right. We don't know who, I love this because we don't know who wrote Hebrews. I'm pretty sure that's right. But okay. we do know that this was like a letter and it was like yeah. describing how um, the final realities of God will reveal themselves in this like new covenant. And it's encouraging, right? We're encouraging right. our readers. Right. So it goes on and he's saying, okay, so all of Hebrews 11 is saying, this guy, by faith, yeah. this guy did this. Okay. And this guy did this. Okay. And Noah did this. And Abraham did this. By faith. Right. By faith. By faith. Yeah. By they faith. did this. And so you're going on and he's saying, all these people were still living by faith when they died. Mm -hmm. They did not receive the things promised. Mm -hmm. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Yeah, Moses didn't see the promised land, right? Abraham was promised descendants past anything he could see. What did he see? Isaac. Yeah. Like, like, okay, God, you promised me this huge family, and I have one son who was forced to run away right. because my wife didn't like his mom, and now I have I Like, that's confusing. Yeah. But so so that's where I think some people read the Bible and are like, wait, what? And like, God's promising me these things. I'm not seeing them. So it's not about going. us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that he they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. They, meaning all of these people, mm -hmm. the heroes of faith that we're used to. Keep going. They were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Something better for us. Right? So here we go. Yeah. My favorite verse. Therefore, right? Because mm -hmm. of that. That's what that means. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, cloud of witnesses being all of these people. Right. Who right. bear witness to what? God has promised them. Okay. Let us throw off everything that hinders in the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Yes. Right? So keep going. Yes. And he says, and at that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more, right? He being God, once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words mm -hmm. once more indicate the removal of what can be shaken. That is created things. So that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, so that what cannot be shaken will remain. Sorry. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, mm. let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So we're running, right? I love the idea of Hebrews 12, like, let us run with perseverance. Perseverance. Like, that's what we hear. That's the snapshot, like, Hey, God gave you a race and he's made your promises and you're just going to run hard and it's going to be great. Yeah. But... And then, but before that, you're saying, look, all of these amazing people of the Bible by faith did everything too. They didn't see their promise on earth though. Amen. And then after you're running that race, the verse tells us that God is going to shake everything up, but his kingdom is unshakable. So that's so comforting. So then the quote I wanted to bring this to was, um, it's by James Brian Smith. Mm -hmm. And something like I say to myself too, I am one in whom Christ dwells and delights. I live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. The kingdom is not in trouble. 
and neither am I. Like, that's what you need to tell your kids, mm -hmm. yeah. people going through a hard time. I will flow my stream next to yours. I will break with you. Mm -hmm. We can do this together at the end of the day. Like God's promise, we have seen it. What, it, what is that word? I love this. Um, we saw it and welcomed it from a distance. And everything is shaking around us, right? But the kingdom mm -hmm. is not in trouble. Amen. And neither are you. Yeah. That's the temporary side of everything. The kingdom is not in trouble and neither are you. Right. Politics, wars, viruses, traumatized children in the United States of America, infertility. What do we want to talk about? All of the awful things we can talk about and decisions we have to make in this day, like all of that can be shaken. That's where the idea of everything being temporary is comforting. And it doesn't matter if your label looks like foster kid or foster parent yeah. or cancer survivor or infertility warrior or unemployed. I don't. Whatever label you want to put on yourself, labels can be shaken too. Oh, amen. So that's, amen. And I think that's my biggest thing I want to tell people about foster care. It's such a taboo phrase to me. Like, that's what it is. We have to call it what it is. Like, it is yeah. foster care. But everyone goes through something hard, and you yeah. get to choose what you do with it. And just like we don't want to label other people, like, just flow your stream next to somebody else and be broken with them. Mm. See your promise from a distance and welcome it. And that's whoever you want to walk alongside beside that. Like, that's what it comes down to, to me. Mm -hmm. Like so many people read the Bible and think everything's going to be happy and joyful yeah. and perfect. It's going to God be has hard. blessed me. Yeah. My finances are amazing. Like, yeah. It is going to be hard and you're going to see your promise from a distance and everything will be shaken. Mm. But it's like, but in him, it will be made perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Romans 8, 28 is like something that's always read. I always hear in sermons that verse being read, but yeah. it's just talking about like God does good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Like he's going to make it good. He's not going to make it easy. He's not going to make it easy. <laughs> yeah. That part wasn't in there. Yeah. 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 He's not going to make it easy. Mm -hmm. Wow. This has been so amazing. Um, how can we connect with you, Rachel? Um, I mean, social media is like the thing, I guess. I mean, how else are you going to get right. people to connect? You know what I'm saying? Like, here's my cell phone. I'm like, <laughs> no. here's my house. Come have coffee with me. Exactly. I would prefer, but like throwing my address out there is probably not the safest idea. Um, but yeah, um, Rachel Brenton on, or it's Miss Rachel Brenton on um, Instagram. Okay. Fiercely loved book on Instagram. That's what I'm doing. Oh, fiercely um, loved book on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have um, to look it up. That's yeah. great. Um, I guess those two places right now. I need to okay. like step up. Got to step up no. my game on different things and moving forward with because I think this is something yeah. not only us adults need to hear this, but let's talk to our kids about this. Yeah, let's talk to your kids about foster care and adoption yeah. and trauma. Us adults, us moms, get together really well when we share our trauma. It makes yeah. things easier. We are not showing our kids to do that as easily. Yeah. My kids hate when somebody finds out they're in foster care in school. 
So okay. we don't say anything about it. You're our kid. Like you are a kid. I am your mom and dad. Yeah. Whatever you want to say, you're allowed to say. Tell whatever part of your story you want to tell. Yeah. And but I think if we open our kids up to talking about hard times in a respectable way, it's going to be great. And I want to do that with my book. Like that's my goal is to come to different schools, yeah. bring the book with me. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about hard things, but not staying there, right? Temporary. Like this hard time is creating parts of you and creating some resilience. And you yeah. can do big things with that because we don't know what each kid is facing at home. Right. We don't know what each other are facing. We don't know the mess behind our exactly. door, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so. true. Oh, this has been so encouraging. Rachel, I love you, and I'm so glad we met. Thank yes. you, Lindsay Guthrie, for connecting <laughs> us. Um, oh, let's let's pray it out. This okay. has been really good. Um, Lord, I just ask that I'm just going to pray for Rachel right now and her family, Lord. Uh, Lord, just bless them. Bless them. Meet their needs. You know their needs. Lord, I just pray for each child who's come through their home. I pray that they decrease their name and increase your name. Lord, you are our strength. You are our hope. When we are weak, you are strong. You're everything, Lord. I just pray blessings over Rachel and her family. I pray blessings over her book coming out, that through that book, that people are able to find you, find the real you, not the marketed you, the real you, God, to know your heart. Lord, I just pray for Rachel. And as we just end this podcast, Lord, I pray that we decrease our name and increase your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you all enjoyed that. I love Rachel. I love her heart. I love her energy and passion for fostering children, for taking care of children and meeting them where they are and just walking alongside them. She sent me a quote after we recorded this podcast and wanted to share it with you all. It's from Wendell Berry and the quote's very deep. So when I read this, just, you know, plug in. If you're kind of dosed off, you know, tune in. This is what it says. It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work, and that when we no longer know which way to go, we have come to our real journey. The mind that is not baffled is not employed. The impeded stream is the one that sings. And for those who don't know what impeded means, that just means to obstruct, to hinder, to hold back, to hold up, to delay. So the impeded stream is the one that sings. When Rachel was talking, it reminded me of when Kim Scott was on and she was talking about Ezekiel 47, where it talks about swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. And I don't know where you're going today or what you're doing, but I know our foundation is in Christ. And we are not meant to fight the current. We are not meant to fight. We know from God's word that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And so we don't have to fight. We can be still and know that God is God. He is seated on high. He is on the throne. He is the King. Jesus is the King. May we know today that our real work is leading people to Christ. No matter their age, no matter their ability, Lord, use us for your kingdom. Use our gifts and abilities for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you guys leave us a review, it helps us out a ton. We do not do advertisements, so please share this podcast with your friends. That's all we ask. 
share this podcast with your friends and family if you think that they would be interested in hearing about fostering. If you think your friends or someone that you know would be interested in Rachel's story or her book, Fiercely Loved, please send this along because we do not do advertisements. God has blessed us in other ways. And so we are able to keep this ad free. So thank you, Jesus, for that. It is an honor and privilege to bring you this podcast. And if you do want to get connected, I encourage you to follow Fiercely Loved Book on Instagram. And it's spelled just like it sounds, Fiercely Loved Book. Now here's some of my friends and family telling you about the missions that they're involved in, the businesses that they're running for God's glory. You all have a great week, Lord willing. We'll talk to you all next week here on Broadcast is Love. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>